Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, you guys. Um, today we are actually answering a listener or follower or whatever you would call yourself. I don't love the word follower. It feels a little funky. So um, let me know what you would call yourselves my buds, my pals, my friends, my mamas, I don't know, whatever you'd call yourself. Um, Someone who is a part of my community reached out and asked me a question, and I thought it would be an excellent podcast episode, especially here towards the beginning of my podcast, um, to kind of lay a foundation of hope and encouragement and let you know that you're not alone. So we're going to dive into that today. So the question that I received from a fellow mama went like this. So I quote, I have older children than you typically work with. They're five and eight years old. And I am embarrassed to say that we currently use the high pressure methods you talk frequently about. Are we too late to switch to a low pressure tactic? And if not, how can we do that? Okay, first of all, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. That is like first and foremost, clearly something that's screaming and reaching out to me saying um, that you're embarrassed. And that, you know, I hope that my page and my um, podcast and all these places where I connect with you guys gives you this sense of like, hey, me too. Like I've been there. I have counted my son's um, bites. I have told him that he needs to finish this before he can get more of that. This is a me too situation that I have been there too. Um, I've seen so many mamas out there and dads, you know, partners, whoever's raising the child, um, do these high pressure techniques because it's such an easy trap to get into you guys. So there's nothing flawed with you. And even using my methods, if you end up one day totally breaking and or snapping and being like, you have to eat this, blah, 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 blah. I totally get you. It's all a part of it, you guys. It's up and down. Do not let my calm in my closet podcasting to you demeanor make you think that I don't lose it sometimes over mealtimes and dinner and food. Absolutely. It is a very stressful thing in our life. I mean, food is very emotional. It's very tied to our emotions. So of course, watching our kids either not eat something that we spent a lot of money on or spent a lot of time preparing or really thought they were going to love, or we think for their health, they need to eat it. Of course, that's going to pull on our emotions, you guys. So first of all, no need to apologize. No need to say that you're embarrassed. And second of all, I have awesome news for all of you mamas out there. Yes. Yes, you can change. Yes, you have the power today to change the environment at your dinner table. Today. 
you. You have that power right now to stop with the high pressure bribing or begging or pleading or forcing or whatever is happening there. Um, You have the power to stop that today. And so here's the thing. This mama is coming from a place of having older children. So I typically work with moms and um, kids of zero to four years old. However, that's not to say that my tactics don't apply to the older ages. (laughs) Um, It's just not who I prefer to work with. So I prefer to stick with infants and toddlers. I think there's a lot to be done in those ages. But of course, those older children are still going to benefit from this mindset. And the children and adults that I, you know, talk with now and teach now, absolutely nothing changes at four (laughs) or five years old. All of a sudden, you know, nothing changes. It's just that I love to catch the children here in this time pocket, because I think a lot of foundational um, things are set. But absolutely, regardless of the age of your children or even yourself, which side note, if you're struggling with um, your relationship to food in your adult life, you should check out my other podcast. It's called Diet Riot Podcast. I actually host it with another dietitian. She's my co-host and best friend, Brooke Miller, um, and we chat all things healthy relationship to food for adults or intuitive eating for adults. So little plug there, but definitely between this podcast and that podcast, it would help you with your older children um, and yourself, which I always believe modeling is one of the best behaviors you can do. So that being said, how can you accomplish this? So I, she doesn't, this mama does not specify which high pressure methods she uses, but she does say a lot of the ones that I frequently mentioned. So I'm, I'm going to assume that that means bribing and or uh, enacting punishment if the child does not finish their meal. So these are ones I talk to talk a lot about on my page in addition to some others that I've seen definitely floating out in the world. So um, using these high high pressure techniques, especially if your children are older, I think the best way to reevaluate and start kind of anew is to actually verbalize that to your kids. And this honestly is what I would recommend for any mamas who find themselves in the situation of any age child, just using age appropriate um, vernacular or vocabulary. So at any age, the child's going to understand that there's a shift at the table. So I would recommend calling it out and um, using your words to express the situation at hand and expressing your wrongdoing. And I, it sounds a little harsh, but I don't think it needs to be super harsh, but just say, hey, I recognize that this tactic isn't working. Mommy just cares about your health and well-being, and I thought I was doing the right thing. But let's try something new. I think that's a great way to start. And depending on the age of your child, you can definitely alter that um, in just saying, hey, from here on out, this is what meal and snack times are going to look like. And I would highly recommend figuring out a way to explain to them the division of responsibility. Now, if you haven't listened yet to my episode on division of responsibility, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's going to be something that I reference here on my podcast a lot, and it goes into a little more detail about it. So I think that would be highly valuable to you. Um, But the division of responsibility is basically the idea that at a meal or snack time, you are in charge of what is on the plate, where you're eating and when. And the child is in charge of if they eat that food and how much of that food they eat. 
So the ability to explain this to your toddler or elementary school aged child or even above is really important. Um, Using words that are simple and easy for them to understand and making it clear to them that from now on things have changed. And really what you need to do is have that conversation once and that's fine. And then from there, prove it. Really, really, really. The proof is in the pudding, you guys. Make sure that you continue to follow that division of responsibility, even when it's hard, and continue to show up and be consistent in that role of letting them choose if and how much. And try your hardest not to have a physical or physiological even response to whatever they choose to do. Because I will tell you, the longer you've used a high pressure tactic, the longer it will take them to trust that you're not going to revert back to yelling or bribing or punishments or things like that. Even in the times where I've completely messed up and faltered and said, no, you have to eat two more bites. There's no way you're full. Come on, two more bites, just two, and then we'll be done. Or something like that will come will happen every once in a while. And in those times when I always try to step back and then apologize to my child to try and rebuild that trust, every time the next meal is kind of a rough one because he's trying to test my boundaries, really. He's testing that limit. And we all know toddlers do that. And a lot of times he won't eat or he'll eat a huge amount of something just to see if I really meant it. So um, expect that, be prepared for that, and try your best to stick to your guns of this new way of doing things. And eventually those meals and snacks will add up to a large stockpile of things you can point to that they know they can trust that this is how it's going to be from now on. So I hope this gave you a lot of encouragement because regardless of the age of your children, or maybe you don't even have kids yet, maybe you're pregnant, um, you can change the atmosphere around your dinner table today, regardless of what happened yesterday or even earlier that day, just move forward. Okay. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama.and.me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd.com. Until next week, mamas. Thank you.